Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, offering compassionate healthcare for all. Learn more about their services, including statewide access to medication-assisted treatment for alcohol and opioid use disorders, at ucsonline.org. Today is Wednesday. It's the 8th of February. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Governor Kim Reynolds has signed a 3% increase in public school funding. The plan passed yesterday in the Iowa House adds nearly $107 million to state aid for K-12 schools, bringing the total for next year to around $3.7 billion. Speaking on the House floor, Republican Representative Craig Johnson of Independence said it's a predictable level of funding and will be affordable in the state budget moving forward. Representative Sue Cahill, a Democrat from Marshalltown, says the legislature could afford more if not for Reynolds' new program that puts state money into education savings accounts. And I feel what we're giving now are the dregs, the leftovers, what we can absorb in our budget. Yet our budget was wide open when we voted on the ESA bill. There is no cap on what the state would spend on education savings accounts, but an estimate for the first year of the program is nearly the same as the increase in state aid to public schools. Governor Reynolds' proposal to revise a long list of rules for public schools is advancing in the Iowa House. The bill would eliminate a state report that duplicates data already shared by schools. Also, instead of requiring schools to hire certified teacher librarians, it would allow them to bring in someone who has worked as a librarian in a public library. That got pushback from Michelle Cruzy of the Iowa Association of School Librarians. She says the reason some districts have trouble recruiting and retaining staff is because they are spread so thin. Some of my colleagues in the state serve more than 10 buildings and, they're, and are at their schools just a couple of days each year. This does not make for a reasonable work environment. The governor's bill would also remove aids from required human growth and development curriculum and would lower high school standards for the number of required classes on world languages and fine arts. A new program aims to put more money in the pockets of child care workers in Johnson County. Starting in March, the Wage Enhancement Program will cover the cost for eligible child care providers to give workers an extra $2 per hour. American Rescue Plan dollars provided through Iowa City and Johnson County will fund the $1.5 million program. Lynette Jacoby is the director of Johnson County Social Services. Um, We've identified now in Johnson County that there are a number of child care centers that have closed classrooms um, simply because they don't have uh, staffing capacity to maintain those classrooms. This has resulted in long waiting lists for families to access care. Social Services conducted a survey of 42 area child care providers that found more than 100 full-time staff openings and more than 60 part-time ones. U.S. Senator Joni Ernst is calling on President Biden to increase security at the U.S.-Mexico border to address the fentanyl overdoses. IPR's Natalie Krebs has the details. Iowa's junior Republican senator recently took a trip to the U.S.-Mexico border in San Diego with Iowa Republican Representatives Marionette Miller-Meeks and Randy Feenstra. Ernst says to curb the flow of illegal fentanyl into the U.S. from Mexico, the Biden administration should work on its relations with Mexico, create an interagency drug task force and increase the number of canine units at official ports of entry. Those dogs could quickly detect any illicit materials that are in those cars. We would have much greater coverage and be able to detect 
much more of the fentanyl coming in. Fentanyl-related deaths have been on the rise in the U.S., including Iowa. U.S. officials say Mexico is one of the main importers of illicit fentanyl into the country. And a former John Deere employee is suing the company, saying he was fired in retaliation for raising safety concerns over electric batteries. The Quad City Times reports Daniel White of Bettendorf claims he was fired after informing management about alleged safety risks related to batteries for autonomous tractors and other equipment. The suit says he was chief of electrification, small agriculture, and turf. He started working for Deere in Moline in February of 2022. White had 24 years of experience, the lawsuit states, and his job was to help develop an autonomous battery-powered tractor farm product. A Deere spokesperson did not immediately respond to the newspaper for a request for comment. This is Here First from IPR News. Find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.